0: Ciao! This is Michael Horn, and welcome to Deluva Tasting Notes. I'm your personal sommelier for today, and in each episode we serve up some interesting stories, news, and recommendations on Italian wines, food, and travel. Today we're exploring the most popular Italian winemaking regions and the grape varietals grown there. I'll give you some of my current vino recommendations that you can pick up at your local wine shop or online, wines that really show off what the popular winemaking regions can do. Since there are so many great winemaking regions in Italy, I'm going to break this into a three-part series. In part one, we're going to explore the northern Italian winemaking regions. In part two, we explore central Italy, and part three, we'll cover the south. In each part, I'll tell you about three distinctive Italian regional wines that you can easily find in wine shops and restaurants. This is a pretty opinionated list, and I'm sure some of you listening may know of other wines that you love and think should be included here. If you want to share your recommendations with other listeners, please go right ahead and enter them on our website in the comments section or on our Facebook or Twitter pages. Don't worry about writing all of this down. You can find a transcript of this podcast in our Wine Journal blog on diluva.com, with links to where you can locate the wines and references I mention here. Okay, let's jump right in with the wines of Northern Italy. Hands down, the most respected and elegant wines of Italy are in the northwest corner, near France, in the region of Piemonte. Here you'll find red wines from the town and appellation of Barolo. Barolo wines are classed as Doc G and are made from the Nebbiolo grape. Each Barolo wine produced in the area has characteristics and nuances that are unique to the vineyard soils, the microclimate, and the winemaker's style. But most show very pleasant scents of tar and roses, with herbs and violets, raspberry and tobacco on the nose and palate as they age. Some of these wines can be tannic monsters when they're young, so you'll find most Barolo wines are best after some aging. Even 7 to 10 years or more before they start to really come into their own. If you're building a wine collection, the classic wines of Barolo are great candidates for long-term aging. There are also many new-school producers making Barolo in a more international style, most of which don't require as much aging and can be enjoyed younger. Some of the best Barolo producers can also be the most expensive wines in Italy. The classic old-school producers like Angelo Gaia and Bruno Giacosa and Giacomo Conterno are a couple of the real biggies. Of the new-school Barolo producers, Scavino, Ceretto, and Silvio Grasso are making some really blockbuster wines that you can start enjoying five years off the vine. If you're just starting to explore Barolo wines, you can check out some smaller producers that are putting out some fantastic wines at very reasonable prices. One of my favorites is Fratelli Segezio, where the brothers Aldo and Ricardo produce their more modern-style Barolo, La Villa. The 2007 La Villa is a great vintage to explore, and it's running about 40 to 50 bucks on the street today. It's really an outstanding value for what you get in the glass. Check out our wine journal blog on diluva.com for the links to where you can find and buy Sagesio La Villa online. There are other wines produced from the Nebbiolo grape in Piemonte, like Barbaresco and Gattinara. Both are more reasonably priced than most Barolo wines. There are some excellent Barbaresco wines at fair prices being produced by a local cooperative of Barbaresco producers in the town of Barbaresco. <laughs> they produce a number of wines under the label of Produttore del Barbaresco, with most of them running 25 to 50 bucks, and you can't go wrong with their base Barbaresco Doc G wine. I happen to like the 2006, but if you can find any vintage from 2003 to 2007, you won't be disappointed. They're probably going to run you somewhere between 25 and $35. If you're willing to spend a few more bucks, check out my current favorite, the 2005 vintage of their Monte Stefano Reserva, one of several highly localized bottlings that they produce every year from specific vineyards around the town of Barbaresco. You could spend months exploring all of the produtory wines and vintages without breaking the bank. Okay, let's move towards Venice, near the border with Slovenia, where you'll find another big Italy favorite, the Pinot Grigio wines produced in the region of Friuli, Venezia Giulia. I'm willing to bet that if you've ever had an Italian Pinot Grigio, it's probably from Friuli. These wines are hugely popular in the States, and I have to admit that most Italian Pinot Grigio wines haven't really impressed me, until I discovered the wines of Russis Superiore, Roussis produces wines in the doc zone of Colio Goriziano, or what is usually nicknamed Colio. The Colio doc zone is best known for its in wines, meaning wines made purely from a single grape varietal. Roussis makes over a dozen wines, and many of them are quite nice, but I recommend that you check out their Pinot Grigio 2009. This wine really shows off what the Colio region can do with the Pinot Grigio grape and is probably one of the best examples of Italian Pinot Grigio wine that you're going to find. Take a sniff of this wine and you'll find young red apples and bosque pears and carnation flowers. They just immediately hit you. And when you take a sip, all of that fruit and floral notes come through. Plus you'll find honeydew melon and tart lime. It's really quite pleasant for enjoying with lighter food fare. You can find the Russi's Pinot Grigio 2009 in the stores for about 20 to 25 bucks a bottle, and I've placed a few links on the website, so you can find it online. One thing you should know about Italian Pinot Grigio wines, these wines are really meant to be drank young. With very few exceptions, you should be looking for wines produced within the last two or three years, and most of these wines really peak in the first year after release. If you find an older Pinot Grigio in the store or restaurant, say one that's three to five years old, I suggest you skip it and keep looking for the latest release. Okay, that's it for part one of our three-part series on Italy's best regional wines. I encourage you to head to your local wine shop and pick up a bottle or two of the Barolo, the Barbaresco, and the Pinot Grigio wines I've recommended and start exploring the scents and flavors of Italy's most popular wines. In our next episode of Deluva Tasting Notes, I'll take you on a tour of the most popular wines from central Italy. We'll explore the wines from Tuscan hill towns, and I'll give you some wine recommendations for Brunello, Vino Nobile, and good old Chianti Classico. I'm Michael Horn with Deluva, and thanks for listening. Ciao!